Welcome, welcome, one and all. <laughs> I just had to make sure it works. To the finale of season one, That's Stranded it. and Streaming, I'm one of your co-hosts, Carter. Caring Carter. Caring Carter. Let's get that right. I'm Debauchery Dylan. <laughs> and for those of you who just tuned in on the last episode and wonder, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, not the last episode for the show, but it is the season finale. I think we figured out that doing a wrap-up of a season makes sense for our life and schedule. Yeah. And I think really when we say life and schedule, we mean our children. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, we started this shortly after I had, well, my wife had our first child, and now we're calling it a season right before your wife delivers. Yeah. <laughs> So then I, how, was it right after you had your kid? Well, she was born in September and we started... October. Well, we yeah, we started prepping in October. We didn't start releasing episodes until November, but... So but, I have two months to get my shit together mm-hmm. and then it's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, keep a track on our Instagram, Stranded and Streaming. We'll let you know when season two launches. We'll give you a teaser date. Yeah, we'll still be active there for throughout the summer. We'll still post some stuff, maybe some fresh dank memes and stuff. Uh, (laughs) Fresh dank memes. (laughs) As the kids are saying these days. I don't think any kid says dank anymore. Oh, I'm behind on the times. (laughs) We have a guest in the studio and he's already shaking his head. (laughs) (laughs) Let's unmute him. Let's just get him involved, huh? It's too early for this. (laughs) No, it's never too early. And I'm going to need you to like, mouth your mic you can bring the microphone to you okay it, it moves i should bring it up so why am i sitting so low compared to you guys <laughs> we want to feel superior to me we do it like a job <laughs> interview so it feels really fucking weird actually there's a that you, you try that chair over there nah that well, might i'm be more stuck with this right now <laughs> you, you can change chairs there's no rules that y- i don't make things easy on myself well that's cool yeah so anyways uh andrew is a longtime listener and friend to the show yeah introduce yourself my name's Andrew, and I listen to the show. <laughs> what else do you want me to say? One of our few loyal listeners, um, except for the last few episodes, oh, except for seventy-five percent pass there. But all right, <laughs> I need to be honest. He's only listened to Spider-Man, and that's it. Give Five us, times in a row. Give us a couple fun facts about yourself. Tell tell the audience about yourself. <laughs> oh God, there's not a lot. It's a lot of pressure. I know. Why is the first one I think of? I'm Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's diversity good. here on the show, right? We do love some diversity. <laughs> oh, God, this is so bad. This is not bad at all, Andrew. It gets worse. Yeah, I, I've heard your show before. Yeah. <laughs> you only listen to the Spider-Man one five times. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> this is like Aunt May. Uh... No, not, don't say anything. <laughs> Okay, uh, one fun fact about you, Andrew. Just one. I know it's a lot of pressure to talk about ourselves. Aside from the fact that you're Hispanic. Okay. That's like one of three things. (laughs) (laughs) What are your three defining traits? Well, first off, I'm Mexican. (laughs) Why does that sound more British than anything? No, that's like 1930s, like hype man. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, come on. Down to the circus. You know I'm bad with my accents. <laughs> yeah, I can't even do much. Bitch. Give us some, give us some accents, Andrew. Why did I have to bring that up? That's how you wrap up a season. You bring a Hispanic man on the show and then demand him to do impressions. 
You found me at Home Depot. Hey, you want to do some manual labor for us? Sure. <laughs> this is not what I was expecting. You look like you'll be cheap. Uh, <laughs> uh, whew, all right. Now that we lost every Hispanic listener out there. You're really good at that. Killing our demographics. I know. It's, <laughs> the pie chart just one big black screen now. <laughs> The podcast, uh, the stats, it's just like, don't check in. Just just, just keep paying your bill and uploading episodes. We won't talk about stats. <laughs> okay, Andrew, simmer on that because we're going to bring him in for uh, a surprise. We're not going to tell you what it is. Right. So you have to sit through this, right? <laughs> but what are we doing for season finale, Carter? Because we're not actually doing a movie. So this um, was inspired by... Hollywood has the Academy, right? Mm. And there's the Academy Awards every year. There's the Oscars, the Golden Globes, things like that. Right, right. Um, so I thought we could do a fun little awards show, and we're calling it Dress to the Nines. <laughs> I want to clarify, this is all Carter scheming, and that's why you're getting a better show. Because <laughs> mine was just to say... Welcome to the season finale. And then it was just going to end. <laughs> We're just going to play our closing music. See you next time. <laughs> yeah, see you next season, losers. That one I would listen to. Ooh. <laughs> burn. Nice. All right, Mexican Andrew. <laughs> Is that a burn against our long episodes? <laughs> That's true. If you made it this far and you've heard everything, I need to tally up how many hours you've lost in your life by listening oh, to our show. I, I, yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> also, before we start, I do want to give a shout out to uh, the Taco Bell on Market. Yeah. I was picking up dinner for the gang here. Uh, so dinner tonight was brought to you by Taco Bell. Ooh. <laughs> but uh, the gal, there's a really nice gal. She was coming out and she was carrying the food because I had a big ass order. And I said, I'll pull around. I don't want to be that guy that ties up your drive through. And they're like, yeah, well, you do that. And I was just sitting there and just minding my own business in the car. And she comes out. Like two people had to come out and bring the food. Oh, gosh. And she looks at me and she's like, hey, are you having a party? <laughs> I was like, well, kind of. I mean, we're can just, I come? <laughs> I wanted to invite her. I wanted to be like, when's your shift end? Come hang out. Let's talk movies. Oh, wow. But really nice gal. I didn't get her name, but um, Taco Bell on Market, which is the same place you had an experience yes. with another gentleman there. Which, funny you should mention that. I'll, I guess I'll, I'll share my story. I was hoping to see the guy again and give him a sticker or, or tell him about the show or whatever. His name is Will. Okay. He works, usually works the drive-thru, and I've seen him on the weekends a few times. He has asked me in the past about what I'm watching, and he, for a, several weeks in a row, talked about Batman, the, oh. the Batman. And it was before we had had a chance to see it, so I never had an answer for him. Right. And then finally we had seen it, and he asked me again. I was like, dude, it was awesome. And his only complaint was that it was too long. But yeah, shout out to to Will at the Market Street Taco Bell. He's cool dude that's gonna have to be our like our hangout spot now just because like that's the only people that talk to us <laughs> anyway she uh she was like it's a show and then i showed her the sticker i didn't have a sticker of the show to hand her because i'm an idiot right i was like i don't have any stickers on me <laughs> but anyways if you're listening uh yeah this is this is the show mm -hmm. so uh let us know maybe we'll have you on next season and you can be really excited about being on a show right Make sure uh, you to listen to all the episodes first. Yeah, or else you can't be on the show, as we've learned today, <laughs> the hard way. But anyways, uh, The Nines. Yes. The award show. So imagine, close your eyes and imagine with me, if you will. Mm. Grand theater, big 
opera house kind of setting. We've mm. got big decorations, big band, big everything's big. Chris Rock is walking up to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> about to give his stand up. <laughs> I thought about writing some jokes for this, but I just ran out of time. <laughs> you don't want me to come up and slap you? <laughs> no, I'd rather not do that. <laughs> So no, the reason why I thought of calling it Dressed to the Nines is because I have tallied up our high-scoring episodes. Ooh, um, the movies that did the best. The movies that did the best. Anything that scored a nine or higher, oh, I have them written down on a card. The Nines. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Puns. <laughs> um, so without for further ado, I have, imagine, keep imagining with me, I've got a golden envelope and pulling out the nominees for this year's, I don't know what we're going to call them, the awards, I guess. The, the, the winner of the nines. Isn't the, that just college-ruled paper? Yes, Andrew, it is. I said, imagine rude. <laughs> Fucking rude. You have him on the show once, and he talks shit about the paper. The it's man hard to said, imagine when I can look at it. Enrique, he said, imagine. <laughs> My and name's was, Andres oh, Mora. Oh. La imagination. <laughs> and it was more for the Thank listener's for benefit anyway, rather than us here. But <laughs> but yes, yes, I'm holding a piece of college-ruled three-ring binder. It's not even three-ring binder. It's a small <laughs> notebook. Anyway, <laughs> I have them all written down here. <clears throat> so this year's nominees <laughs> for the nines, we have Dune, which I scored a nine. Dylan, you scored it a 9.5. Mm-hmm. Klaus was our one and only 10 for both of us all season long. A family movie of all things. A Christmas I movie. Never thought. I, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was just between me, you and I. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus plays a bigger role in your life. Someone argued that he, he has kept me alive so far. <laughs> but you'd think I'd, you know, I wouldn't be scoring that high, but right. I find uh, myself color me surprised. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Klaus got a 10 from both of us. Okay. Um, that's the only movie that got a tied 10. Free Guy, we tied at nine, each of us. Mm-hmm. The Matrix, the original. Okay. I scored a nine, you scored a 10. Because it's the greatest movie in the world. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man, No Way Home. I gave it a 10, you gave it a 9.5. Encanto, I gave it a nine. See? Thank See? You. We did it for you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. The movie that I shall not speak of. <laughs> you felt so bad you had to put me on the show to make up for it. That's that's it. <laughs> that's the only reason. <laughs> so, Encanto got 9 from me, 9.5 from Dylan. The Batman scored a 9 from me and a 9.3 from Dylan. <laughs> Cuz I like my weird numbers. So, we have those 7 there were our 9s and higher. Mm. Um I included a honorable mentions section mm. for movies that scored only one of us gave it a nine or higher the other one did not (laughs) why did you go ahead go ahead read it i'm very upset honorable mentions are fresh i gave it an 8.5 you gave it a 9.5 what is your fucking deal (laughs) that should have been on the nines if you have a distress about any of these, go back and listen to the episode and you'll find out why the scores were given. I already had to edit the episode. I don't want to go back. 8.5 my ass. Uh, the Adam Project, which I gave an eight, you gave a nine. 
and Solo, a Star Wars story, which I gave a nine and you gave an eight point five. Okay, so I guess we can. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, you don't see me complaining. <laughs> I didn't study the list very close because that's not what I do on this show. <laughs> you do the homework, and I talk shit about the homework. Yeah, that's and Andrew fair. complains about what the homework is written on. <laughs> It's just like a school project all over again. I I didn't do all the work, but I'll speak the loudest. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We put all this together, Mrs. Miller. (laughs) Um, Okay. So here's how this is going to go. Okay. Um, The awards are overall best story, overall best sights, and overall best sounds. So of those seven movies that scored nine or higher from both of us, we need to choose a winner for each of those three awards. Do you need any time to decide? Cause if you do, I have one more thing that I can share here while you're deciding. Okay. I, I already kind of decided, but I feel like because we get to pick our own, mm-hmm. the Academy awards and all that fun stuff, um, they all have to come to one conclusion though, like in agreeance, right? We'll see. That's what makes us different. <laughs> what if we just fought over it until we come to a conclusion? <laughs> just slap each other, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> until one of us gives up what well, yeah 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 <laughs> just talk about each other's wives <laughs> <laughs> just talk shit about our wives <laughs> not your own wives each other's oh it's like i live here <laughs> yeah see that's a slippery slope <laughs> this episode's gonna air then my wife's gonna leave me <laughs> i guess more time for video games <laughs> you're looking at the bright side of things <laughs> All right. Well, while you're thinking, okay, I have a, um, I have one more category, mm. a surprise category that oh. I did not send to you. Oh, these are the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm ready to talk about that one right now. <laughs> the episodes that scored the lowest, respectively, by each of us, oh. got the uh, cold cut combo, if you will. <laughs> cold cut combo. <laughs> we're shameless (laughs) okay so okay let's i i don't want to be spoiled now i really want to get to that one (laughs) so let's just hurry up and get the hell through the good ones (laughs) oh you want to you want to do the good ones first let's rock and roll yeah okay so we'll do the good ones and then we'll talk about the bottom i'm really excited about the bottom of the barrels (laughs) okay um so first award for best story my choice is you're supposed to have the drum roll sound. Oh, there we go. There's a, there's a long pause at the beginning. The Batman. Best story? In in my my that's my vote. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um and the reason why I chose that is because I feel like out of all of the movies here, that deserves the best story award because it's nothing like any of the previous Batman movies we've seen. Mm-hmm. There, Batman has just been so overdone. And you know this, I know this. We love to hate on Batman versus Superman. Right. But really, the Batman was very refreshing. It told us the story of Bruce Wayne, Batman, as the true detective that he should be, mm-hmm. not just the superhero action crime fighter. Right, that we're all accustomed to. Right. Like Ben Affleck, CrossFit Batman, <laughs> you know, punching all the bad guys and. And even Christian Bale, like there wasn't a lot of real, um, obviously he's smart, you know, but 
there wasn't he wasn't a super smart detective batman he was still the action hero batman and he was the techie batman and he had access to all of the wayne foundation stuff or wayne enterprises stuff and all that it's like a modern polished take on batman right but this one with robert pattinson it was the batman as like a homebrew like he's actually crafting the things himself he built his batmobile from scratch in his own garage in his own garage underneath wayne tower that whole thing just it was such a different and unique story i feel like that was the best and most standy outy story out of out of all the rest standy outy mm-hmm. all right give your stupid batman an applause <laughs> uh. You make a very valid argument, though. I, I got to say, it is a very good one. And you don't have to agree. That's the, the fun about this. No, we have to. <laughs> I, this is the first time we're doing it, and I don't know which way I want it. <laughs> okay, well, we can give out separate scores then. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so best story. Mm-hmm. There's a delay in the uh, <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> I give Free Guy best story. Ooh. Um, it. It tricks you because you think that it's supposed to be a generic, crappy, uh, cashing in movie. Sure. And it's totally not. <laughs> and the hero doesn't even end up with like the girl. Right. Like it, it's not, it's the hero is not who you think it is. And the guy that ends up with a girl is not, well, I mean, eventually you figure it out, but it's, I don't know. It, it subverts a lot of weird expectations and it tells a very original story and it uses a medium that a lot of us are familiar with video games. Mm-hmm. And it uses that medium to tell a classic love story, but also a story about sacrifice. So if anything, it's more epic than Dune. <laughs> the ultimate sacrifice. Whoa. Yeah. So I'm going to give a free guy best story. It's very original. I, I mean, I mean, there's other video games in the movie, right? Like a uh, ready player one video game adaptations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this one feels unique in its own. Cause it didn't try to be a video game movie on its own. Right. So no, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Obviously better than the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Debatable. So now for overall best sites. Ooh. I have. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I have a tie here, actually. Oh. There are two that I could not decide between. You cannot tie. Well, too bad. We I have make to the separate rules. him at birth. We got to <laughs> deliver this baby and send him to separate families. This one's twins. <laughs> <laughs> one's getting thrown off the mountain and one's getting raised. Oh, gosh. Good thing no. you're only having one kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were thrilled to find out we weren't having twins. Oh, man. <laughs> they were thrilled. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to pull a veto and say that I can do two. So, what? So there. <laughs> you did come up with a show program. <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> Credit where it's due. Okay, so my two choices for best sites are Free Guy and Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, really? Really. So I really like what you said about Free Guy being... Uh, Story-wise? Yeah, winner of best story. Yeah. And I totally agree with you there. I just felt like Batman was the better story in my opinion. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> but for sites, Free Guy totally blew my mind seeing what that video game aspect could be yeah. as a movie 
And I think it's the best adaptation of like, like you said, either some other form of media, a book or a video game or whatever turned Mm -hmm. into a movie. I think visually it killed it, just blew it out of the water. Um, Very cool story and visually was very fun to watch. Yeah. And there were a whole lot of different aspects to that too. Like actually being realistic and their first person um, inside the video game world, seeing it like it's real, yeah. but then also seeing it like from people outside playing the game, mm-hmm. seeing that it's kind of like a little bit dated, a little bit grainy. cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like playing world GTA of Warcraft. Or you, or yeah. World of Warcraft, something like that. <laughs> so it was really cool that it wasn't just like that all the time. It told a story in both ways. Okay. That was really cool in my opinion. And Spider-Man bringing back old characters from previous movies yeah, and combining that and updating everything visually and the whole chase scene between Dr. Strange and Spider-Man with the um, mirror Mm, dimension. Yeah. Everything visually about that was just fantastic. It was really cool to watch the whole, all the, all of the fight scenes and getting to see everybody working together against the bad guys Mm -hmm. was super cool. I think it was really hard for me to discern between the two which one was better so i picked both (laughs) well carter give yourself an applause i'm actually going to help you with your best sites because by default this will automatically shove one of your choices as the winner Mm. spider-man far from home really yes mirror dimension chase home Huh? No way home. No, that's right. Thanks, Mexican Andrew. <laughs> Andrew the Mexican. Those are my initials. I'm, I'm going to call you uh, a Mexican support staff. <laughs> MSS? Uh-huh. Ooh, that sounds like a weird Nazi class of oh guys. Oh, I can't say. Can I say Can I say Nazi on the show? You only get one per show. Oh, I said there it you twice go, You already. blew it. Oh, man, I can't say the N-word anymore. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> okay, well, uh, this episode has already tanked. <laughs> it's a season finale. All <laughs> no limits. Oh man! Except for a couple that we had to edit out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, visually, it's the the chase. Exactly what you said. That um, that mirror dimension just running through. Right. Oh my God! Looks so good. Uh, Peter Parker crying. Looks so good. Everything looks so good. <laughs> oh yeah spoilers go and watch it okay <laughs> it's really good i it's hard for me to recommend a marvel movie because they have so much power and budget behind them yeah but i'm not gonna be a hater and you know be uh what's uh, the guy that did the moonfall movie that's all like uh, marvel makes oh yeah, yeah yeah um roland emmerich yeah well he's a fool for being upset <laughs> just because you can't execute your vision that's not our fault right um, I was going to give Dune this, but Dune didn't achieve anything new in, in a weird way. And I, and I feel so insulting saying that, but <laughs> Dune, you mean visually? Yeah. Visually, like yeah. it gave us everything that uh, David is so good at, but it's not like it blew Blade Runner because he also did Blade Runner. Right. It, it's like the same stuff, but just as good. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man Far From No Way Home. Mm-hmm. No Way Home. Thank you. <laughs> no Way Home was just... I don't know. It's not just the action scenes. It's also the quiet scenes where he's um, uh, he, he's crying. Uh, a, a big event happened in his life, and he's on the roof, and he sees MJ, and then the other uh, Spider-Men are there, mm-hmm. 
and they're reassuring him and they're having these and the conversation overall in a script it sounds cheesy but visually delivered by the actors and the filming it's incredible right so even if you're not an mcu fan it's you're in an emotional moment with the characters and you feel their pain right Mm -hmm. so visually that delivered on all counts and honestly what you said about um you know marvel coming from a big budget lots of power behind it and all that yeah that's true but i feel like it has still all of the marvel movies that have done really well have earned that Mm -hmm. like the directors are making good choices kevin feige is helming it really well and keeping things organized um i've made references before to the marvel method whatever they're doing they're doing it right and it's working um, the KFC formula, yeah, right? The secret ingredients, <laughs> the, the special blend of spices, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, I want more. Right. <laughs> so yeah, Marvel has it locked down, and they are doing very, very well with it. Yeah. So yeah, no, Agreed. that that totally is well deserved. I agree. All right, so Spider-Man Far From No Way Home. No Way Home. Far From No Way Home. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a really hard time. Spider-Man Not At Home. You've got to stop naming movies so close to each other. I know it's fun and it's good for memes, but I get fucking confused. <laughs> Next one, Spider-Man Homeless. <laughs> oh, no. It fits, too. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, he is. Oh, yeah. You're right. Oh, no. But it should make people address the question of homelessness and what we're going to do about it to help. If anybody mm-hmm. can do it, Marvel can do it. <laughs> they, they literally could. They could show up and be like, you guys want jobs? <laughs> there would be some incredible talents out there oh, yeah. that you'd never know. Mm-hmm. you know. And then it's like, well, Jim, what were you doing before you joined Marvel? He's like, fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my house, my wife, my kids, and now I'm a star. Panhandling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There should be a um, a panhandling superhero. That would be fun. Mm. I think I'm going to remove that now that I think about it out loud because I don't want to. I want to. I'm just going to. What's no. the next? Category? No, no, no. It's okay. You can offend the homeless. Oh, You're not going to listen to the show. Jeez. Actually, cut my bit out. Wow, you guys are terrible. You're laughing. <laughs> You know, there's some like real jerkwad that listens and he's like, yeah, homeless aren't people <laughs> as he drives over them getting his KFC, his right. secret spices. Mm-hmm. Homeless people are people. Yes. Okay. That's our stance on the show. People are people. <laughs> people are people. Mm-hmm. What are you, a politician? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm running my campaign this year. I just want to let you all know people are people. People. Yeah. But a- for me, I'm Carter. <laughs> What a visionary. (laughs) Shit, he's got a point. (laughs) I'd vote for you, Carter. Oh, thanks. It'd be a much more caring place. Mm. I hope people vote for me, though. Shit's going to (laughs) fucking go down. Never going to be a boring day with you. Mm. Yeah, if they interview me and they'll say, uh, so what does your presidential... uh, you know, outlook is going to look like. What's America going to look like if you run it, Dylan? And the only thing I'm going to say is two words, people. Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> Learn how to weld. First first act is president. Everybody gets a car. Yeah. <laughs> Second act, y'all have to modify it. <laughs> and then you have to fight to keep it. And the winner has to weld that car to their car <laughs> until it's a monstrosity. Also, no water. <laughs> Nobody gets water. Right. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Let's uh, cleanse our palates here. I I have a feeling you're going to listen to this episode and just have your face in your palms the whole time. Me? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 
just what why why did I bother? <laughs> <laughs> why did I put a whole program together for Dylan to completely rip apart? <laughs> you can't do it that way, Carter. <laughs> okay, what's category sound? Uh, the next category is sound. Ooh. And for this one, I want you to go first. Oh, okay. Because I've I've gone first the last couple of times. Oh. So I just wanted to give you an opportunity to go first. This one's easy. So easy. Best all row sound. Dune. Really? Yes, Dune. Dune. Ooh, sound so good. Okay. So good. Spider-Man Far From Home sounds great. It's it's awesome. It's you just it's not bad, right? Right. Uh Klaus, awesome musical numbers. Mm-hmm. Encanto. Yes. Correct. It obviously is uh an earworm, right? It just gets in your head and it screws mm-hmm. your life up. That really upsets me, so it can't have it, even though the music's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about Bruno on this episode. <laughs> I just brought him up. <laughs> But uh, Dune, uh, just the sound engineering, the fact that they put Rice Krispies in sand to have the characters walk across to mimic um, the uh, the spice in the sand. That's so good. Yeah. It's good sound engineering. And then the, the orchestral tones. And I love it because my favorite thing is when movies get weird. Mm-hmm. When you put like an orchestra in and then you have like a random like women in the background going, ah! It's, I think maybe Star Wars did that to me, but it's you just made something mediocre to epic. It could be a cheeseburger being presented to you, mm-hmm. but you have an orchestral of women and strings and epic uh, brass instruments playing. Yeah. That's how you do sound. Music absolutely makes or breaks a movie. Yep. There is no doubt about that. And that's why I pick... <laughs> Dylan. Almost there! Man, this drum roll. <laughs> Need to fire our drummer. I also pick Give me the Dune. phone. <laughs> no. Dune is also my pick for best overall sound Ooh. on this list. 100%. Okay. Everything that you said, I totally agree with. And like I said before, music and sound will make or break a movie. There's right. no doubt about that. Um, I wanted to read a excerpt from an article that I read. Okay. Um about Dune and their sound engineering. Mm. Uh, This is from the New York Times. The movie Dune is made up of clever secret noises, nearly all of which are derived from real life. Of the 3,200 bespoke sounds created for it, only four were made solely with electronic equipment and synthesizers. Wow. The sound editors, Mark Mangini and Theo Green, demonstrated the sound gathering techniques they used to enliven Arrakis, the desert planet where the Dune hero Paul Atreides, played by Timothy Chalamet, discovers his destiny. They went into Death Valley, like you mentioned, in California, using the sand to collect natural noises that could be used later for the film's sonic palette. Since the sand on Arrakis is laced with, quote, quote, spice, Mm. a valuable and hallucinogenic substance, the sound designers had to find an audible way to convey that there was something special underneath their feet. They dusted the sand with Rice Krispies (laughs) to to produce a subtle beguiling crunch and to get the sound of the thumper, a tool in the film that pounds the sand to summon a giant sandworm. They buried an underwater microphone at different depths in the sand, then used a mallet to whack the sand above it to give the sandworms gaping maw some grandeur Green recorded a friend's dog as it gnashed its teeth, while Mangini added grumbling whale noises that matched the rhythm of the thumper. Mm. Sound is one of the tools that still makes the theatrical experience worth going for, the director 
Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> Why do you make that seem so easy? Said, <laughs> and it is at the forefront of his mind as he finishes the screenplay for the sequel, which promises to take Paul into an even more eccentric sonic realm. The only thing I can say about Dune 2, Villeneuve teased, is that it's as much about sound as about images, as it should be. <laughs> Dune is nominated for 10 Academy Awards, and sound is one of them. Ugh. So, absolutely deserves the best sound award, in my opinion. Just leaps and bounds on the sound effects. The score was amazing. The little bit of trivia that I mentioned about Hans Zimmer <laughs> stepping away <laughs> from his buddy. Um, oh, uh, that did Tenet. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> and he, <laughs> That's just so funny. He had been such a Dune fan for so long he jumped at the chance to do the soundtrack for it. And that is awesome. It really turning down your best friend, right? That, like helped like build your career too. It's like you build your career together, right? That'd be like after this, you and me building this podcast. If I suddenly got an offer to go be a voice actor somewhere, be like, bye. I got what I wanted. And I become like a host on a dating show that like bombs on the first season. Tonight on It's Getting Hot in Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, best overall sound goes to Dune. 100%. I, the, the sound designers on Dune there, mm -hmm. I swear, if they told me, like, hey, we're just going to record people eating cereal, I would be just immersed all day long watching people pour <laughs> cornflakes into a bowl right? and eating. <laughs> Is this going to be for a cool blaster fighter <laughs> are these jet engines taking off right because uh what the lightsaber was like a bee buzzing and some other stuff yeah there's yeah. iconic sounds out there that are just made up of some crazy combinations just mashed up mm -hmm. yeah. sound engineering is insane it, it, it underestimated all the time mm -hmm. all the time okay so that's all the, the the pros right the nines the awards have been given um it's time to wrap up our awards ceremony with <laughs> the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> These are the um, the episodes that did not receive as much love from us as the others. Oh, I'm done. Here it is. I gave us two each um, just so that we didn't have just one or the other. Um, the lowest of the low. <laughs> I gave Velocipaster a three. What? My score should offset yours. I gave it a thousand. Unofficially, yes, you did. <laughs> I gave it a thousand, but that should just outweigh the shit out of your. Mm. Sorry, Dylan, but is any of this show official? I I mean, <laughs> mute his mic. Mute, mute his mic. <laughs> I'll just yell. I'll I can edit that out. <laughs> Your lowest score uh -huh. was Twilight at 3.3. <laughs> I feel bad because I had such a good time. <laughs> I had a good time with Velocipaster. Oh. No, Velocipaster should not be on that list. Let's not talk about Twilight. Let's talk about Velocipaster. I am happy to take the sole credit for that score. You're, okay. you're not involved in that three. Fine. All. It's on there because of your dumbass fault. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, my other lowest score was 
the Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> oh, oh, that should be at zero. <laughs> I gave it a five overall. You gave it a 3.6 and mm. then nixed that to give it a one. Yes. that's <laughs> That should be the sole loser of this whole bottom of the barrel. I made sure there was some inclusivity. Each of us got two. <laughs> and one of them happened to be the same. <laughs> Is that the, the three, the, the total? Yes. Those okay. are the lowest. The worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. Matrix shouldn't even be in the barrel. <laughs> it should like the, the Velocipaster and Twilight mm-hmm. should be at the bottom of the barrel, cushioning whatever goods that go in it. <laughs> and then the Matrix uh, Resurrections mm-hmm. should be on another continent where we just talk and <laughs> laugh about it. We don't bring it up. So stupid, that movie. It's one of the pieces of trash floating in the ocean. Mm. <laughs> I, I think I'm personally offended because I love Keanu Reeves. He does no wrong. The movie is not his fault. Right. He was sitting on his couch thinking about doing the next John Wick movie. And then they're like, hey, do you want to come back and do this bullshit? And he's like, well, I mean, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Funny story. I actually, for your birthday, I almost got you a Keanu Reeves coloring book. (laughs) I have a uh, 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 Andrew, actually, (laughs) our our Mexican correspondent. (laughs) Hola. Got me uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, it's like a Jesus, like like um, what is it? The words of the wise words of Keanu Reeves, something like that. Yeah, but it's like advice that from Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. but it's like it's like tongue in cheek, but it's actually kind of like he's in. He says good stuff. Like, yeah, it's genuinely good advice from a mock item. <laughs> Genius. That's funny. Can one of the podcasts just be you reading from it. Actually, one of the podcasts should be me coloring the Keanu Reeves book and then not know what color I'm coloring it. <laughs> that would be the perfect insult. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Dylan, you know that's all brown, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's supposed to be blood. <laughs> He's killing them. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's the awards. That is the awards ceremony. I had a great time. Did you? I was right up until Velocipaster, and then I got really <laughs> fucking pissed off. My joys were ripped away from me. But you know what? You made it up because you mentioned The Matrix. Well, and I don't know if I... Maybe I didn't make it fully clear, but like the scores that I shared, yeah. they weren't average. They were our individual scores. I know, but I still... it's, it's When someone tells me Velocipaster is not good, I, it's personal. <laughs> That Velocipaster started with you in this room looking at me into the gates of my soul and said, hey, I'm going to mention a movie, but I don't want to review it. You got, took me, you you kidnapped me on this journey of cinematic budget filmmaking, uh-huh. and I can never go back. I'm into shitty movies. All right. At this point, I'm holding Dylan back from jumping over the table onto Carter. <laughs> I'm lashing out and I don't know why. <laughs> no, no, you're you're right though. It, it was I did have a good time. I, I jest. Yeah, that's good. I worked really hard to put this together. <laughs> no, it was, it was, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. It was, it was 30 minutes of prep time. No, it was it was perfect though because like I said, more work I, than Dilla did. Way oh. more. <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> okay, so. We have another segment. Um, this one's actually, this is the bonus, right? Because mm-hmm. we talked about, let's do a season finale. Let's let you plan it all because it goes much smoother when you do. Because mine <laughs> makes no coherent sense. <laughs> I was just going to take like glass bottles and just have them th- like, uh, throw them at each other until the sound effects mm. got recorded and then we got knocked out. And then that would have been the f- season finale. <laughs> Which would have also been fun, but yeah, much less um, 
I feel less entertaining and more harmful. <laughs> Is that why you had me here? So that way I could be the one to stop the recording. You're moderating for us. Oh, okay. <laughs> next year, we'll, we'll uh, next season two, season seven now will be us throwing bottles at Andrew. Oh my God. <laughs> and he's passed out. <laughs> That's it. We'll see you next year. <laughs> no, but we got a big bonus. Uh, a very important movie to us just came out. Yes. Uh, and we wanted to, we're not reviewing it. We're not scoring or anything, but we just want to talk about it. Right. And that's the bonus. And maybe hearing about it will let you decide if you want to go see it in theaters. Um, we will. it's not streaming. Right. Right. We will discuss spoilers. So we'll have a spoiler warning here. Um, and maybe it might be a good idea to post like a spoiler window or something um, when we put up the episode just so yeah. people know, hey, from this point to this point, we'll be talking about a super special, super secret or, yeah. or just announce it, whatever. Um, but I'll yeah. put a timestamp in the, the show notes for people. If they right. look at the description, mm-hmm. most people don't. So I think if they're listening, excuse me. Mm. Yeah. If you're listening, this is your warning. This is. Yeah. And you should probably play it now because everything I'm going to just accidentally blurt out stuff uh, <laughs> as we go. We'll be talking about Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. Yeah. Oh, Spoiler warning. So, as previously mentioned, um, spoilers ahead if you have not seen Doctor Strange and you want to see it before you hear us idiots talk about it, please go watch it. Go see it. It is worth the watch, absolutely, especially if you're a Marvel fan and wanting to stay in the loop. So, yeah, go do that. Come back and finish the episode here. And that's that. Actually, you know what I'll do? I'll read a dad joke. <gasps> So you have the period between this dad joke starts and ends, and then we're just going to go right into this awesome movie. Uh, <laughs> you're both of you are probably telling me I have to edit this out, but <laughs> I just wanted to say that to get reactions. Uh, groan. Here's a tip, Dylan. If you think that, maybe it's not good to say it. <laughs> Andrew, I'm organizing a charity ball next week for people who struggle to reach orgasm. Just let me know if you can't come. <sighs> Can I keep that? No. Should I do a more family-friendly one? Let's do a... (laughs) Do you have any family-friendly ones? Not just more, but actually family-friendly. See, you're scrolling a lot. I'm I'm scrolling to save my life. (laughs) You're not going to be alive long, are you? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Here's the the one that Carter will approve. (laughs) Hey, Andrew. Oh, this is a. This response. is your part. C. Okay. Oh. <laughs> when my wife told me I had to stop impersonating a flamingo, I had to put my foot down. <laughs> oh, you keep that one. <laughs> I approve. Nice. Okay, that's a spoiler. That's it. You're now we're in spoiler territory. Right. Doctor Strange. So good. And the multiverse of madness. It's the greatest thing I've seen lately. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Oh, where do we where do we start? Because we're not going to go over like we're just going to. This is just going to be vomiting, right? I'm just going to like right. Best movie, best Marvel movie so far. I do want to start off by saying it is the most brutal. I think mm. Marvel movie they've made so far with the most deaths, and it starts off with one mm. right oh, away. Absolutely, yeah, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's not brutal. It gets a lot more brutal later on, right? But it gives you just a taste to start off with mm-hmm. it's a yeah it sets a tone right off the bat right yeah and it's been advertised as essentially a horror movie mm. in the marvel universe i don't know how familiar you guys are with sam raimi 
Spider-Man, um, Evil Dead. Evil Dead, yeah. So he's done horror movies in the past. He did the Evil Dead series when when that was happening back in the 80s and 90s, I think. Mm-hmm. And there were several movies in that series, which actually the guy who plays Ash, I Bruce think his name is Campbell? Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. yeah, he makes a cameo in, in this movie. <laughs> My favorite character <laughs> in the whole freaking movie. Pizza Papa always gets paid. <laughs> Somebody borrow $10 from me so I can use that later. <laughs> <laughs> he is hilarious. He actually had a cameo in all three of the um, Spider-Man movies With that Toby Raimi McGuire? directed. Yeah. The original? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't remember who he played in the first... Oh, no, no, I do. Yeah. I just remembered. He's the wrestling announcer in the first movie. Mm. He is the obnoxious doorman at mm. the theater in the second movie, and he is the French waiter at the restaurant where Peter tries to propose to MJ in the third movie. <laughs> I did not know any of this. Yeah, he's had a cameo in each one, and it's hilarious. That's so <laughs> He's wild. also voiced um, the guy in the PS2 Spider-Man version. Of like where he's talking voiceover, it's almost like commentary while you're playing throughout the game. Like oh, like narration. Stuff. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, I didn't know he's that. Al- yeah, he's also voicing that too. God, Bruce Campbell's nice. like multi-talented. Yeah. Every time someone says Bruce Campbell, I'm just like, oh yeah, I really like when he has a chainsaw for an arm. That's like <laughs> that's like the, the beginning you're, and the end. You're of, so shallow. I'm, I'm extremely shallow. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy Ash, he's got a chainsaw on his arm. That's all he's good for. <laughs> Well, he's talented. He uh, donated to a hospital and opened a children's wing. I don't give a shit. He has a chainsaw for it. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool. Though. That it's it's so cool. Um, you said uh, Sam Raimi directed it. Yeah, and he's known for his horror movies back in the day. So Marvel was saying this is going to be a dark story. It's going to be a essentially a horror movie from Marvel. It really didn't strike me as a horror movie per se, just because it didn't get super deep and heavy in that area but it's mm. definitely scary thrilling and i would say pushes the boundaries of a pg-13 rating Some, when it comes to the scary scenes and and things like that i would say it's more unsettling at times and it can be very intense yeah i think it's good. the greatest marvel movie made so far yeah i i just okay so you know you <laughs> You know when you talk about directors that talk trash about Marvel, yeah. and I'm like on your side, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, ooh, I kind of like, I'm kind of there. Mm-hmm. I'm there. I'm on that line right up until you talk trash about Marvel, because mm-hmm. it's like, look, they know what they're doing. But yes, I will agree. Sometimes their storytelling feels kind of constrained. Like they want to reach out and they can't, because right. they're like, oh, well, we got to make it family friendly. We got to be this. This is the closest thing to a rated R Marvel movie I've gotten. Mm-hmm. It let the characters stretch their arms but what it does in a weird way, and I, I hate seeing this, Marvel movies require homework. Oh, they do, absolutely. Right? This one, no different. Mm-hmm. You have ha- definitely WandaVision, right? Oh, if yeah. You, if you did not watch WandaVision, this is nothing. This would do nothing for you. Technically, you need to watch uh, Avengers Age of Ultron first. That's where it really started. You is get it? The okay. introduction of the character. And that's the thing, is there are so many tied and interconnected stories that are being told through different movies it does require various bits of homework from throughout the marvel cinematic universe to know what's going on currently there's been very few movies that have been coming out that actually don't really connect to other parts of the story yeah with the exception of like 
Shang-Chi, for example, there really wasn't a lot of homework you'd have to do to watch that no. movie. Yeah, you can just walk right in. Um, same with the Moon Knight series recently. Oh. That really didn't have any connections to current MCU stuff going on. Very good stuff. Oh, very Moon good Knight. series, but and surprisingly, not a lot of connections, which, yeah. fun fact about that, they actually had two um, connections, cameos, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. One for the very first episode in the beginning and one for the end. And they scrapped them both because they wanted to keep that charm of not having any current ties. That's why I like it. Mm-hmm. That I just, I, I love me a Marvel, right? And, oh, yeah. and you do too. Like, I would almost say more than me, you know? I think both of you guys. I'm like, a big Marvel fanboy. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you, you both are way bigger Marvel fans than me. I love the series, but, like, obviously something, Star Wars rings a little bit more for me. Sure. Personally, emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. But... Jedi scum. <laughs> Sith. Sith scum. I would not join the Jedis. Am I going to go around abducting children in the galaxy to train them to be a part of my army? You just kill them? Yes. <laughs> Killing a orphanage full of children puts them out of their misery much sooner than letting them suffer in this miserable galaxy. Okay, Thanos. Okay. <laughs> I want snap away, bitches! <laughs> That's called genocide, but it's effective. <laughs> That's called assistance. <laughs> oh, before I forget, I think this episode should have a spoiler warning for some of the what if episodes. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I we'll, think spoiler we'll, warning should just apply to every single thing that happens. Well, after. yeah. If we talk about one Marvel movie, you need to have watched everything Marvel right before. Yeah, listening. yeah. The one thing though, I will say about what if, since you brought it up. There weren't a lot of direct connections there. There were some characters that were introduced in What If, but they weren't the same character. True. So, for example, Captain Carter. (sighs) She was in her own episode for What If. And this is not the same Captain Carter as what we're seeing in What If. And that's been confirmed already. Yeah, it's like a different universe Carter as well. Right. So... The whole idea that, you know, there are infinite universes and infinite possibilities just based on choices and things mm-hmm. that happen. Obviously, there can be more than one Peggy, Captain Carter, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just wanted to clarify that and say that sh- her character was introduced by what if, but it's not the what if version of her character. Yes. Just so, like I assume Doctor Strange, the evil Doctor Strange in what if. Right. Everybody thought that there was going to be Strange Supreme yeah. in the uh, in the multiverse. That sounds like a disgusting taco I never want to eat. Strange Supreme. Do you want to come by and try a new Strange Supreme? Can you imagine if Taco Bell teamed up with Marvel for a special promotional taco? If they did, I would buy one and then go eat it behind a dumpster. And not let anyone see me eat the Strange Supreme. <laughs> Doctor Strange Supreme, Taco Strange Supreme. It sounds so similar. Supreme is such a terrible thing. It's, it should, should never be a rank in any organization or uh, dictatorship. Yeah. Because it's like Supreme Leader Snoke. Like, <laughs> like, come on, man. That's just, that's like a hard shell taco and a soft shell taco combined to one. With the cheesy, melty cheese between yeah. them. Yeah. Right. I like that. I like those. <laughs> Who are you? Why did you destroy our village? I'm the head chalupa. <laughs> you can't. Supreme is a dumb name. Anyway, a lot of people thought that there would be more tie-ins with What If, and mm. surprisingly, there weren't very many. So Captain Carter was one of the few. It was like a connection, not direct one, but it was still kind of interesting. Right. The fact that she was introduced in the series and then she was featured in this movie. That was awesome. Um, But still not a direct comparison there. And a lot of people were hoping for Strange Supreme. He's not there. There is Sinister (laughs) Strange. 
Um, yeah. But he wasn't a character that was in What If. He's a totally new character. Another thing, it was pretty heavily implied in the trailer mm-hmm. that Sinister Strange was going to be the one who was like outcast from the Earth 828 or whatever it is where... Um, the Illuminati are? Yeah. And they told him that they killed him and he said a line, Sinister Strange said a line in the trailer that was not said in the movie. Oh, I didn't catch that. I love when they do that. Like it's right. not, They do something completely different to so throw you off of the scent. Yeah, yeah. It's not the first time Marvel's done that. Because like in the Avengers Infinity War, yeah. they showed... They showed Hulk there at the final battle in Wakanda mm-hmm. and Hulk was having his issues. Dr. Banner and, and Hulk in were the having their issues. Yeah. yeah. And there was even a Funko Pop toy of Hulk busting out of the Hulk buster armor. Mm. So they oh. really, really implied that Hulk was going to be there at the end. And it never did. And it never happened. So little little clues and twists and stuff that they put in. It's not the first time they've done that. And had some misdirection in a trailer that didn't end up coming to fruition. It's it bothers me a little bit when they do that, but it's also it totally <laughs> makes sense because that little bit of misdirection they want to give people something to expect and then totally change it on its head, like make Wanda the villain. So good. That was totally unexpected. So good. I I walked in this movie blind. I I did. The, I tried the holistic approach. Mm. I never did every single Marvel movie. I'd watch every single thing they released. So I mm-hmm. I, I want to be in on the know. <laughs> But this one, I told myself, okay, the first trailer seemed really cool, kind of spooky. Mm-hmm. And the first trailer was like, what, like a year, or a teaser was like a year ago. Yeah. And I think the last trailer I saw was like three months ago. And that's it. Like, and then everything they released since, I've ignored. I'd like hit away. Mm-hmm. I don't read articles. I wanted to try the holistic approach to see if it'll, I'll, it'll make my enjoyment of a Marvel film you know, better. Right. My God, it worked. <laughs> so that's like my rule from now. Like now I'll watch a trailer. I'll still go back and watch trailers after I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. But from now on, I'm going to see the trailer. The first time they talk about it, which is usually about a year in advance. Right. And then leading up to like six months before, I'll watch the, the main trailer, like mm-hmm. the standard trailer for the Primary film. Primary or whatever. Yeah. Final trailer. Yeah. But then like when you get close, like final trailer and final, like I'm going to avoid all that shit. I'm right. just going to go in. Speaking of, there was recently a, I guess you'd call it a record set for shortest window of time between a teaser of any sort yeah. being released and the actual movie coming out. Yeah. Thor Love and Thunder. The teaser, the only thing that's been shown, came out just a few weeks ago. Yeah. The movie releases in July. It's less than 90 days away. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Are are we all excited for Thor Love and Thunder? I'm very Uh, excited. I don't know. It looks kind of like an adventure for Thor finding his inner peace almost. I know there's going to be Marvel shenanigans going on, but Mm -hmm. at least how they it it probably is going to be different like this wanda or the multiverse of madness here Mm -hmm. but to me i'm just not quite sure what to think of it taika watiti is running the show Mm. i'm 100 percent sold on taika watiti he's proven to me that he is humble smart intelligent brave and just powerful in doing stories every single time and funny i'm really glad that they're sticking with directors for sequels because I feel like we we've talked about this before. I feel like one of the big mistakes they killed that, Star Wars. Yeah, that Star Wars the the sequel trilogy. Yeah, I feel like one of their biggest mistakes was to cast not cast to hire different directors for the for the series. Yeah, when it should have been one or the other the whole way, either Ryan Johnson all for all three or J.J. Abrams for all three. Yeah, instead of looping in and out. Right, because. 
different directors will tell different stories and have different priorities and want to share different things. And that's fine. That's mm-hmm. totally okay. But when you've got a series mm-hmm. and you want to tell a linear story, don't have different people don't tell that story. Yeah. So Taika Waititi being the director for both Thor Ragnarok and now for the next Thor Love and Thunder. He cohesive, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. telling a linear story and it's going to make sense. And we're going to see a really good continuation I will see nothing. I watch no more trailers. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna try that too. Since there's only been the one teaser out, I'm not gonna watch any more trailers. Yeah, just just avoid idea. it. You don't have to avoid it for very long either. Right. That's nice. Yeah, it's like right around. It's the It's only a couple months from now. <laughs> but going back to your point, uh, Scarlet Witch. Yes. Wow. Excuse me for everyone who gets mad when I curse. Fucking wow. <laughs> what a so brave. So, so I mean, and that's kind of like Marvel kind of like chickens out sometimes. I mean, yes, uh, Infinity War Endgame really brought the the oomph, right? Mm-hmm. But it feels like that's when they know it's going to succeed or it's right. big. But right. they don't really take major risk in killing things off or, or making a good guy a bad guy. But the commitment to Wanda being the bad guy is so powerful that it told such a great arc. And it told me that all my time with WandaVision was not wasted. It honored yeah. my time with WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And uh, the actress that plays her, I'm sorry. Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, yes. yeah. Elizabeth Olsen. She even says in interviews, she's like, I have to be the lawyer for my character. I have to defend like her arc. And it's like, no, girl, don't defend the arc. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. You put a human being through that level of misery. Wanda's story is constant loss. Yeah. Brother, husband, like you have to murder your own you know, love interest. Right. She's constantly losing people all the time no shit she's all screwed up <laughs> and now she becomes a bad guy and and for her uh we already have a spoiler I, I always i'm so afraid to talk about this stuff but <laughs> for her arc to be closed up um shang chi loved it we mm-hmm. both we reviewed it there's an episode go listen to it at the end it ends up being a cgi fight with two creatures just blowing the shit out of each other up or blowing each other up i should say <laughs> <laughs> phrasing <laughs> it's just a, a like a sci-fi battle at the end right two yeah. two massive forces it's like king kong versus uh godzilla Me- yeah mecha godzilla it's always it always uh, builds up to the third act yeah this one builds up kind of but its pacing is not like first, second, and third. You mm-hmm. never really felt where the story was going to end. Once Wanda was introduced as the villain, I feel like it didn't slow down after that. Yeah, it was just constant. And for her to defeat her was to have herself show one bit of compassion. And it's like, maybe it's the Buddhist in me that's like, <laughs> compassion's the way. Even though I'm like, kill the children! You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but man, that is so... That is so smart. It's so real. It's mm-hmm. like, that's what people need is just a kindness. And when Elizabeth Olsen is holding herself and to say that they will be loved, that's her greatest insecurity because now her kids aren't even fucking real. Well, and I think it was Wong who said to her earlier in the movie, Yeah, he tried to tell her the exact same thing. He's like, isn't it enough for you to know that those kids have a mother in the other universes mm. and that they are being loved yeah. by another version of you. Yeah. So, and she just, it didn't click until she got to see it. And that I, I'm that, I'm that bad guy though. <laughs> I won't get, if you tell me a year before my like eternal doom, like, Oh Dylan, that's a bad choice. I'm like, no, you don't get it. Let me do this. I will make America great by turning everything into Mad Max. It'll have to be at the moment where Tom Hardy is not the main actor, but Charlize Theron ends up killing me mm. for me to be like, oh God, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like Wanda. Yeah. But oh man, that ending. So, ooh. Mm-hmm. That, it, just, yeah, because she was so close to losing the thing that she wanted, 
like she messed it up and she realized this is not the way to do things. Right. That's the only thing that made her realize. And that. how many dead, like by the time she figures that out? Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, she went on a murder spree. Carmitage? Yeah. Not just Carmitage, but all the other universes too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her dreamwalking and killing the entire uh, Illuminati right after Ugh. they were introduced. <laughs> Let's talk about dreamwalking. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Oh, man. I want to talk about the Illuminati. Let's talk right. about the Illuminati. So the sponsor Cap- of this show, Captain Carter, <laughs> obviously very cool. Yep, I'm I'm on board. <laughs> I didn't know who um, what was his name? Black um, Black uh, Fork or something? Not Black Fork. Black uh, Bolt. Black Bolt. He's, He's from the right. Humans on uh, Netflix. You mentioned that. Okay, I totally forgot about that. It didn't do well, right? They didn't like. They didn't follow through. They canceled uh, it or something. Right? I think it only went know. for one season. When I watched it, it, I was like, oh, that was okay. It didn't do very well. I never watched yeah. it. I don't know. But yeah. the Inhumans is something that I think Marvel is working towards, like with the Eternals. Yeah. Um, supposedly. <laughs> hopefully not like the Eternals. Well, I mean, the the Inhumans are supposedly tied to the Eternals somehow. Oh, there's a connection between the two. Right. So okay. they might be featured in a sequel. Okay. Or there might be some th- something going on in the future. I'm not sure. But the Inhumans are out there. The Eternals are out there. All that. Yeah. So I, I didn't recognize initially the, the Black Bolt connection. But he is an established character, and that is the same actor too from the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so can- oh, canon okay, and everything. Cool. Okay. Like I haven't looked up to confirm, but just looking at him, like that looks him. like the same guy. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, but not as Carol Danvers. It yes. was Maria Rambo. Okay. So that's kind of a what if ish version of Captain Marvel. And then John Krasinski <sighs> as Mr. Fantastic. Yes. yes. That was so good. And Little... then he turned into noodles. He turned into uh, spaghetti. String cheese. Oh, man. Oh. Fettuccine. <laughs> Gym cheese. Oh, man. Yeah, that was unpleasant to watch. That, oh, and his scream. He was like, ah. I was like, no, Jim. Mm-hmm. Like he held that scream together at first. Like, oh, it's just going to be their average death. But then at the very end, right before he's completely gone, there's a very painful scream. Yeah. There, like, oh god, it got. It hard. wasn't just a ah, and then done. Right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. John Krasinski, he is a gift to like cinema. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's Jack Ryan. He's Jim from The Office. Mm-hmm. He was in. He made the movie Thirteen Hours Bearable. Like mm-hmm. it was. Woo, that was good stuff. Um, speaking of, you mentioned one, the uh, Jack Ryan series yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. So that recently was canceled. Yeah, they're they're filming season four, mm-hmm. but they're going to wrap it up. Right. So i I wasn't I haven't been following it closely enough to know whether or not it was like canceled, canceled, or like scrapped, canceled. Yeah. But a lot of people are thinking that maybe there's a connection between that ending and maybe he's going to be. Mr. Fantastic in a future Fantastic Four movie. I mean, I'm all for that. But so what I saw when I was reading it was that he only signed on for four seasons. His contract was only for four. Oh, okay. So maybe it it's just but, the but, right timing. But you're still right in a way that what if Amazon was like... Don't kill this fantasy for us, Dylan. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm, saying that I'm, I'm still saying that your path is still correct. Right. But it's not that John is saying, okay, well, I, I need to stop this so I can do that. Right. It's, he's like, hey... I'm not even going to re-up because I want to go do that. Right. And I, yeah, I'm with you. I would love to see John Krasinski. That'd be really cool. As uh, Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Fantastic Four, although they're not my favorite superheroes, they deserve a freaking good movie for once. They really do. Oh my goodness. As long as they did with the Spider-Man thing, don't do an origin story the third time around. Right. Or like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> no more pearls. No. <laughs> Martha. Don't say the M word. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. No more origin stories. It's already been done. It's it's his story is established. Yeah. But yeah, the the original Fantastic Four with Chris Evans as the Human Torch <laughs> uh, was it Jessica Biel? Uh, Jessica Alba. Alba. That's right. She was like the the hot like the hot stuff at the time. Invisible girl. Because yeah. Uh, yeah. Which uh, I to this day I don't know why, but I remember hearing Howard Stern talk about it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not a fan of Howard Stern. I'm not like, oh, I love Howard Stern. For some reason, it was just on a, like a, a clip somewhere on the internet, and you know the internet back when that oh, movie came out, right? right? <laughs> Mom, get off the phone! I gotta, <laughs> I gotta download some MP3s. <laughs> Picking up the phone while somebody's on the internet—that was just a death <laughs> sentence to your eardrums. So I, I feel like maybe forty percent of our listeners are like, "What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> you don't just use your phone for your music, you fools!" Oh man. But um, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, the, when that came out, Fantastic Four. Howard yeah. Stern. He was like, "Why of all people would you make Jessica Alba invisible?" <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and this is not a discredit to. Marvel, but Marvel before they became the MCU, like Iron Man was the first official movie of the MCU. Yeah. But before that, there were movies like Ghost Rider and Daredevil, and oh, there were a, ver- a variety of other projects <laughs> that were owned and produced by Marvel, but weren't on the same level of quality and linear storytelling and creative control, world almost, building, yeah. creative control, all of that. Like, they, my goodness, I keep hitting the boom over here. Um, <laughs> it's season finale. You don't have to do it again for four right? months. <laughs> so they had all these other projects going on in like the late 90s, early 2000s. And mm-hmm. Fantastic Four was kind of in that wheelhouse where yeah. it wasn't really taken seriously. It was kind of a slapstick version of a comedic version of the Fantastic Four story. Yeah. It was It was good at the time. And like you said, it was kind of a product of his time. But it would be really cool to see a modern MCU version of yeah. the Fantastic Four and seeing what they could do with that. There was a reboot of um, Fantastic Four as well. Yeah. And I actually watched that one, like m- modern times. Mm-hmm. It sucked. It was so <laughs> sad. Fantastic Four needs Jim it, Halpert. It could have been better for sure. Who would play the Invisible Woman? A lot of people are hoping that Emily Blunt will. Oh, his wife? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That would be genius. No idea if there's any hope for that, but that would be really cool. Uh, what's the one where she's in with Tom Cruise, where it's like a loop, something tomorrow? Uh, oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be fun if Emily Blunt is the Invisible Woman, but mm-hmm. she keeps stuck in a time loop and she has to keep advising Tom Cruise <laughs> on how to kill aliens. <laughs> and Jim, as a gumbo man, comes in and saves her from that. Right. I'd watch that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me the paper. I'm going to write the script. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, Wanda, or not Wanda, but Wanda. We were talking about the Illuminati. The Illuminati. The and you final missed member. one person. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay. Actually, I skipped one, and then there's another one. Oh, there's yeah. Mordo, yeah. which is a different version of Mordo from the first Doctor Strange. He's, yeah. This is a new universe, so he's not out to kill Strange. But, okay, here's the thing I have a question about. Is Mordo, at the end of the first Doctor Strange movie, we see him get evil, mm-hmm. but have we seen him interact with Doctor Strange, have we seen Doctor Strange be aware of what's going on? We like, haven't seen never... Mordo since then. So it was assumed that this might be 
for like from the trailers and stuff that this but how did dr strange like when he first saw him he's like uh-oh like he's out to get me like right how did it wasn't established in any of the movies or any of oh, the wait, shows well, that i noticed but but it was established at the end of the first movie because he's like if but we dr see- strange wasn't there though this could be him doing things in the background for now no 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 wait 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 though i, I want to clarify because i may be misunderstanding but you're trying to because it doesn't track for you that dr strange thinks mordo's a bad guy Yes, correct. But doesn't oh, okay. don't they confront each other at the end of the first movie? Kind of. He, he no, walks he's away. like, I can't do this anymore, and walks away. But that's it. That how is that enough to know he's out for you? He said he he's been out for me. Maybe he's just suspicious of him. I don't know. Fully, it, did, it didn't end on good terms though. It's kind of like if me and you just like ended with an argument. And then I'm kind of like, hey, I'm going to go do this. And you're like, no, I'll have nothing to do with that. And it's it almost it sets a tone. And now you never talk again. Right. Your next meeting is probably going to be suspicious. Yeah. I bump into <laughs> you at a KFC. You know, I'm going to be real worried. And I kind of get that. But the way he worded it in the movie, it just sounded like he knew something was up, even though it wasn't shown, at least on any of the movies or shows. I need to revisit the first Doctor Strange. Yeah. I, I'm just going to be reckless and say it right now. This movie is the sequel is actually better than the original. Oh, I still agree with that. Even with this grievance I have, I think that's the only thing I'm picky. And I'll have to go back and that. I'm going to go v- revisit it and then really analyze what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final member of the Illuminati, Patrick Stewart <sighs> as professor X in his actual like 1990s X-Men animated series, <laughs> yellow wheelchair. <laughs> fucking baller. Right? <laughs> it's an alternate universe. They can be anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's the great part about yeah. the multiverse. I'm so glad they brought it. I don't want it to be like overused the staple, but I'm glad that it just gives you that flexible freedom where if they're like, Hey Dylan, you need to direct the next Marvel movie. I'll be like, okay, but what are the rules? Because they all suck. Right. And they're going to be like, well, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. And then, you know, someone's like, well, well, what if it's the multiverse? You can do whatever the fuck you want. <gasps> and I'm like, oh, Peggy Carter. Okay. Give me her number. <laughs> I'm on board. Let me ride your shield. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be her aunt, man. Mm-hmm. Just sit on her shoulder all the time. <laughs> She's in charge. <laughs> We're going to kick your butt. <laughs> where were we? Sorry. Illuminati. Illuminati. You guys are all about them. That was very cool. Um, that Illuminati, I would join. <laughs> I mean, I joined the, the evil one that apparently runs our country, too. <laughs> right. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they went that direction with the Illuminati. It was very cool, yeah. if unexpected, for some of the members. Because I had no idea, even by the trailers, like the only one who you can tell is there is Professor X. Oh, and you only see the hand, right? In the trailer, you see the hand in the wheelchair rolling through, or does he actually? You don't pop actually off? see anything. You just see like their silhouettes from behind the chairs, oh, and okay. you hear him tell Doctor Strange, "We should tell him the truth." Okay. So, and another thing I want to point out as well: the robots mm-hmm. that were in that building, they look like Ultron. They and I think they Ultron. say they were Ultron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're like Ultron defense systems. Brr, brr. So if Ultron actually went right, right? So we didn't, <laughs> yeah. <If Ultron> <laughs> The shield around the world. If, if America was made great again, actually. But we didn't see... <laughs> and they meant it. Yeah, we didn't see Tony, but obviously in that universe, Tony succeeded in making the Ultron program. Oh, so. man. You know what? Now that you say that, I, I'm, a, I'm glad Bruce Campbell is Pizza Papa, but it'd be really funny if in that universe, Tony Stark was Pizza Papa. <laughs> it is, he just weaponized pizza. Right. <laughs> I will say... And not to get super nitpicky here, but oh, I, I already did, like, so you're free to go. Right. He he opened the gates. Yeah. Talk shit now. So I feel like I opened the fences since I'm Mexican. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> he crossed the border. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that was very good, Carter. <laughs> see, see, that's what debauchery feels like. It's just that's that's the devil, you know. He just whispers, riding that line. Just one soft, gentle, racist <laughs> joke. <laughs> that's all you need to do, Carter. Anyway, I'm laughing, so it's okay. It's, okay, it's not that's offensive good. at all. <laughs> Strand streaming becomes two ethnic guys that gangs up on Carter. <laughs> I've been given a pardon by both my ethnic friends. <laughs> You can laugh about it, Carter. It's yeah, okay. He just needs a black friend now. <laughs> I have black friends. Did they give you a pass? Well, I don't know. <laughs> we haven't talked about it. <laughs> you bring it up next time you My see him. My phone's on Bluetooth. Give me the number. We'll call him. Right <laughs> we just want to confirm your friend Carter. He is a friend. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. I feel like this movie would have been stronger and more effective mm. if it hadn't been delayed. And I realize that isn't any fault of its own or the directors mm. or the people involved in making it all that. It's because of the stupid pandemic. Mm. It was initially planned to be released closer to WandaVision. WandaVision did not get delayed. WandaVision actually came out on time. But all the other series and movies and everything else that came after that. Yeah. We're all delayed by significant amount of time. So had Doctor Strange not been delayed, it would have been closer to WandaVision. Mm. And because this really picks up on Wanda's story right after WandaVision ends, I feel like it would have been a lot more effective and been stronger had we not had to wait for it for so long. So almost like the Black Widow effect. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Black Widow was delayed even longer, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. This was not as bad. When did WandaVision? It it ended 2021, though. Right, it came out last year, didn't it? I think that since they had finished production and gone into post production before the pandemic started, yeah, it was released late 2020. I want to say, okay. or yeah, I think so. It was we're late at least a year removed from mm-hmm. okay. Whereas Black Widow was like how many years? Let's when the MCU started. It was. Oh, I want to say that was delayed over a year. WandaVision came out January 15th, 2021. Okay. So yeah, really, really early 21. So yeah, they finished, they were able to finish everything and release it on time. And that was during the pandemic, but because they didn't start until after that was finished and all that in post-production, they didn't start on this one. It had been delayed. So anyway, that's one of my few beefs with it. I feel like they could have done things differently as far as the pacing goes it was really, really heavy having it be so intense from start to finish. Yeah. And that really, like you said, there's homework involved. It's part of a bigger universe and all that, which we all enjoy. Yeah. But for the casual viewer, probably would be intimidating. This movie that. would be so punishing if you're just like, hey, I heard you guys like Marvel, so I'll go see this new one. I, I'd be the first guy to be like, no, 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 no. Don't watch Wanda yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You need to watch Wanda. Oh, my goodness. Hey, go right. into this neighborhood that I know very well about, but anyone else that goes into there, you're in trouble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that uh, your your ethnicity really <laughs> shined through there. Oh, God, it did, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so uh, we don't go across the road over here. Because, uh, yeah, shit's going to go down. <laughs> don't look him in the eye and uh, don't wear red. Uh, you see WandaVision, right? <laughs> oh, you haven't? Oh, don't fuck around, bro. <laughs> you sound like Ramon from Cars. Because I am Ramon from Cars. <laughs> hey. <laughs> 
Oh my god, I do a great Hispanic. Do you know Better who voices me? Ramon from Cars? <laughs> yeah, he's the lowrider. No, no, his his actual voice, like his real person voice. Who who voices him? No, his voice actor. Is it the guy that's an Ant Man? On a teacher Chong? Mm-hmm. Oh, Tommy. Tommy Chong. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I don't imbibe in the devil's less anymore, but I still do a really good <laughs> user impression. <laughs> no, but that's that's the best Hispanic I got, though. Like I said, it's better than me. Okay. You're beating a Mexican here, so <laughs> you're winning. I do have a Mexican friend named Juan, and we spend a lot of time doing lowrider shows together. Mm. And and that was literally us all the time. I drive because it'd be his lowrider because I obviously couldn't own one right there. But we drive around, and he he'd say shit like that to me all the time. You ever uh, tried this burger joint? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh man, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why would a burger do that to me? No, it's a good thing, Dylan. <laughs> oh, I get the lingo. I just can't sound like them. Okay, like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you do taxes better than I could, though. So you'd make a better Asian than I would. Oh, okay, so <laughs> we got each other's back on the yeah. stuff we lack on. <laughs> uh, Wandavision. I loved it, but I didn't. It didn't really hit home. I mean, I mean, I really liked the the arc, and there's some beautiful scenes in it. But it wasn't like my favorite Disney Plus show. But then watching this. If for some reason it just hit home it was like oh because wanda could have just been oh woe is me for the rest of her life mm-hmm. and it would have been such a crappy arc for a character yeah but to embolden her to become a villain like yeah, that. yeah that's baller because in the beginning you're instantly introduced to the big octopus thing right and it's like i don't know who sent it but it's chasing me through the universe mm-hmm. which you know you find out that that's actually wanda sending that stuff at her right freaking from her own devil's orchard right mm-hmm I don't have any grievances with the movie. I think the pacing was was good, but I think we differ is because the pacing was not conventional MCU. Yeah, the mm-hmm. pacing was really kind of like I never knew when the end was coming. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wait, is this the final fight? No, that's not the final fight. Oh, is this the final? Oh, it's not the final." And there was really no final fight. It was yeah. kind of just all one big fight. Y- yeah, yeah, a constant struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it wasn't like you know Shang Chi's ending. <laughs> There was a sky fight between Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla. Right, it was a little bit of a sky fight. <laughs> yeah, and, but that was cool, man. Yeah, yeah, Possessing yeah. Mm-hmm. the demon spirits and stuff. Oh yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, know why, but I think that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Just the turn they took and just controlling that. Uh, the, I did not expect he no, was going to control yeah. zombies. The souls of the damned part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Carter, being a ex youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where does a uh, uh, where does an everyday conventional pastor? Oh boy! Would, would you say like nine or ten out of ten pastors would rate this scene triple X? <laughs> X rated by a board of yeah, but every every pastor there's ever been. Um, well, I actually had a conversation with somebody today about this very topic. Oh, um, oddly a, specific. A, well, a good friend of mine from church. Okay. Um, asked if this is a movie that I would recommend. And mm. and I told her, well, it is definitely one of the darker things that Marvel has done. Mm. And it's not, like I said earlier, in my opinion, it's not really a horror movie, but it kind of rides that line. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not kid-friendly. I think kind of similar to how when Deadpool came out, there were a lot of, Oh yeah. A lot of upset parents. <laughs> I'm not letting my daughter. Marvel, what are you doing with this, with this movie that I took my nine year old to, you didn't tell me that it was going to be full of 
debauchery. <laughs> but really, like that's that just okay. It gets on my nerves when parents don't do their homework. Yes. So if you are going to give your child an opportunity to go see a movie and you haven't done the research, don't get mad at the people who made the movie because you didn't screen it to, or, or do any homework to decide whether or not that was quality content for your child to be viewing. Right. If you are a responsible parent, you should be looking ahead, either watching the things first or doing enough homework and research to judge whether or not it's going to be a good view. Yeah. And a lot of people that went and saw Deadpool with their kids were upset at Marvel for making the movie. And there was plenty of stuff that came out beforehand saying, hey, don't take your kids to see this. This is a R-rated movie for a reason. They were just oblivious, like just wanted to be oblivious. Right. Yeah. It's like a Karen at a GameStop. Like, Whoa, what is this game? Grand Theft Auto? It's rated M for mature. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would say the same for this. Even though it is rated PG-13, it is a darker yeah. story. There are frightening scenes. There are themes to it that have been pushing the boundaries that Marvel doesn't usually do. Satanic undertones. Like the death kind of. scenes. Let's go through those real quickly. Right. There's so some pretty the, heavy I think losses. Yeah. Black Bolt, he has no mouth. He tries to scream, which is his power. Like his head explodes and caves in. Mm-hmm. Captain Carter <laughs> gets cut in half. You by like her that shield. one actually doesn't show. I was surprised they showed Black Bolt, like the head explode, like kind of caving like, in like the pressure relieving from behind. they usually would like yeah. pan away and then you'd hear the noise they <laughs> showed it yeah which you don't see a lot of like actual gore or like his head exploding like yeah. stuff like that but it's more than you see in a marvel movie it's more than you usually see in a marvel movie definitely um, and i like it <laughs> <laughs> right in Sorry. my opinion it was really good really well done told the story the way that it should yeah but if you're thinking about taking your kids to see this movie I'd maybe no. think twice yeah um, I think teens. Yeah. I teens, feel like, yeah. so if our daughters were like, I don't know, like maybe 14, 14 and they're, 16. and they're into, they're into the MCU. Right. I think if you take a teen, they have to have like some emotional um, appreciation though. With an emotional maturity, I think you could take a semi younger kid that sure. maybe matured a little sooner. But that's for every parent to decide whether or not their their child is actually prepared for that. Yeah. So yeah, that that's essentially what I told her was that I enjoyed it. But definitely be careful about letting your kids watch it, for example. And um, if you have any concerns for that darker theme, yeah. then definitely take that in, into consideration. So, Was she anticipating to take her children with her? She mentioned that sh- her kids want to see it. Oh, but, and then wanted mm-hmm. to get your advice. Right. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's some of the best advice you can give somebody about this yeah. movie. Is do your homework. Yeah. How, how old are like her, the range of her children? They're younger. They're younger? Yeah. So yeah. Probably a little young to be watching movies like this, but yeah, but think, that's for them to decide. So. 13, 14 for my kid. Mm. Unless she's just a super genius and she's like, Dad, I understand emotional depth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, nine-year-old. <laughs> I'll start the movie and I'll be like, see, you didn't like it, huh? She'll start crying. Oh, yeah, that's so scary. It, you, you know, you say it's not a horror-ish, but it showed so much horror vibes yeah. that I can agree that it's semi-horror. And uh, Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. you said uh, this movie made me appreciate, I, I maybe I've been jaded for so long. The original Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, they didn't age well for me. So when I think about the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, I go, Ugh, like, <laughs> I like them. I'm happy to watch them and kind of like laugh at it. Yeah. But Tobey Maguire dancing in the third one, and mm-hmm. it got all freaking crazy. So for some reason, after those years, 
I remember really enjoying Spider-Man and then kind of falling out of love with it. Sam Raimi even admits that he made a lot of mistakes with the third movie. Okay. But but because of that, I had this kind of like detraction when they're like, oh, Sam Raimi's going to do this. And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> right. But after seeing the product, I'm happy to say I'm fucking wrong. Oh, yeah. This was very good. I'm wrong. And then I forget to give him credit. He did Spider-Man the original one with Tobey Maguire in an era where superhero movies got no respect. Nobody was like, Oh man, this is big budget stuff. It was kind of like, let's push another one out this year and just, you know, stay under 2 million. Well, just for, you know, frame of reference here, Spider-Man, the original, the very first one from Sam Raimi came out only a few years after Batman and Robin. (laughs) Oh, nipples Batman. If you remember Batman and Robin, Think of I try all not of to. Schwarzenegger's cheesy one-liners. Ice to meet you. <laughs> uh, the whole wrong. movie is just a slam, uh, slapstick. The movie is an fest. incredible piece of filmmaking. No, it's it's you great. You like Velocipaster. Oh my gosh, Batman <laughs> and Robin. He's gonna yell at me this time. Okay. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze is the greatest thing to happen in cinema since <laughs> Dune. <laughs> what are you talking about, Carter? No, but I get what you mean. Yes. It's like, it's totally like campy and that's how everyone viewed. Yeah. Right. Superheroes were not taken seriously back then. Spider-Man was one of the first real superhero movies that actually did the comic book characters any justice. Yeah. And I failed to appreciate that over the years because I became jaded over it. Right. Because we got such good films later on. Mm -hmm. It's like you watch Tom Holland, Spider-Man. It's hard going back and watching the Tobey Maguire one Mm -hmm. and being like, this is a cinematic masterpiece. Right. Right. But uh, oh, Andrew Garfield for life. <laughs> I, I love Garfield. But this one, Doctor Strange, I owe him an apology. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm even you did such an incredible piece of work. Mm-hmm. It, the movie requires homework. It requires doing stuff. But there's so much good stuff. America Chavez. Oh, yeah. I thought she was going to be an annoying little NPC that, you know, Stephen Strange would have to like kind of shuttle and save constantly. Complains being a smart ass the whole time. Yeah. Not shutting up. Or like a mini yeah. Deadpool. But like oh, yeah. like an inconvenience to the, yeah. the story. Sure. My God, she is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. She's so good. I, I mean, just her scenes, her her shock, her being scared, her mistrust of our Stephen Strange. Yeah. What, what are we? Six one six? Are we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like so uh, our version of reality, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, their their story arc, and I like that because of her, he figured out where his values are. Because right. I, I like that Stephen Strange is very not perfect. He's an arrogant, egotistical jerk. Mm-hmm. And he just happened to be imbued with like some power. He lucked out, right? Mm-hmm. With his old BS. Yeah, with that car crash, he really lucked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, but if your superhero origin was you were too busy texting and driving, <laughs> that's not my fucking problem. <laughs> that's it. Stephen Strange got all this bullshit because he was texting and driving his Lamborghini. Yep. Okay. Woohoo. Shed me some Bezos tears. <laughs> Please don't text and drive. Wear your seatbelts. <laughs> yeah, it's trans streaming. Pro tip. Do not text and drive. Right. <laughs> or you may get superpowers and become Taco Supreme. The next year, the rates for car crashes goes up. Because <laughs> of Dylan. <laughs> yep. Only you. We did not support this. Right, Carter? Right. So we got Illuminati. We covered Illuminati. We mm. covered America Chavez. Uh, well, I mean, she's just cool. Yeah. I, I'm ready to see her series, her arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, end credits. That was bizarre. Charlize Theron. Oh, okay. That part was cool. Wait, wait, which part was bizarre? When he gained a third eye. 
The eye Just of, like the evil one, like the evil doctor. Sinister Strange, Strange yeah. I, I was reading it up, and it's supposed to be like it enhances his, his eye of Agimoto. Possibly. I thought We're that was from sure. the book of the dark hold the, the dark hold like right. it it did something took where, a toll on him where that's yeah. a side effect of having used it i liked uh, that i liked the fact that stephen strange was not uh, immune from consequence yes well yeah it would have been really cr- but you know how i mean superhero movies they could be like oh but he's special so there's no consequences for him <laughs> right as he, long as he struggles with it because wanda she used it for a long time and it like it got more of a hold on her he used it once yes that's not going to completely make him free but like he is going to struggle with it. As long as they take it in that way, I think that will be a great way. I'd enjoy that. And that's my question to you two gentlemen. If you knew there was an evil, evil book of evil, so evil that nobody could actually use it. Is it evil? It's so evil. Evil, evil book of evil? Yes. Evil, evil book of evil. You know it exists. By Dylan Romero. (laughs) Like me, baby. (laughs) But you can can just destroy it. Like you're aware of this, right? Why the fuck would you keep it? Why would you just constantly kept right the temple that it was inscribed from kept mm-hmm. like nobody decided Why do we keep that? nuclear bombs yeah but <laughs> nuclear I you there didn't i no you didn't because nuclear bombs don't do anything if you don't launch them that book the book e- doesn't do anything if no, you don't the touch book's it like attracting people it's like come read this shit <laughs> okay so a little bit of comic lore the book calls out to people oh, okay and so it, now the the good one the the book of what is it the 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 it's the opposite of it. Oh, I can't well, remember. Well, we don't see very much of. Yeah, <laughs> the red herring. <laughs> yes, I like that. I I like that they just pulled the rug out from under you. Oh, I think it's Ashanti, the, the book of Ashanti. That sounds right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is it Ashanti or Vashanti? Ashanti. Ashanti. Yeah. Also, one of my favorite uh, hip hop R and B singers back in the two thousands. That's why it sounds familiar. Ashanti okay. and Ja Rule. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, I like that the book got destroyed. I, lo- I love that it's on a pedestal and As everything. As soon as they grab a hold of it. On fire. It's over. <laughs> Do Go. your homework. Yeah. If you have kids that want to see it, I would recommend screening it first to see if they're ready for it. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely agree with you. It's worth watching, especially if you're keeping up with the Marvel movies. But yeah, as responsible adults, if you have kids, definitely screen it first if you have any any hesitation or question as to whether or not they are ready for something this heavy. Agreed. Oh, one more thing I almost forgot about while we were talking about the director. Sam Can't Amy? forget about the composer. Did oh. you guys notice it was Danny Elfman? Del- yeah, I was going to say Danny Elfman. Danny yeah. Elfman and Sam Rainey back together again. <laughs> Dream team. <laughs> United. One, one button. <laughs> <laughs> I, think the, I, I think that worked really good. That's the the symphony of our show. The rim shot and the applause back. Yeah, back. yeah. A really dumb right, joke. Cool. I did succeeded. that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> totally on purpose. Uh, no, but Danny Elfman has done so much good music. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. All the Spider-Man movies with Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. He's done a lot for Disney. Yeah, just fantastic composer. And he, I feel like his music really blended in well with the rest of the Marvel universe. Yeah. Like it didn't really sound. Super similar to the original Doctor Strange. Obviously, Doctor Strange has like his own theme, yeah, which carried over. But aside from that, there was so much new stuff going on. He had kind of a blank canvas to work with. So it was new and fresh, but it was also reminiscent of the rest of what was being told. So I thought that was really cool. I think another genius part, um, not the orchestral, but uh, Stephen Strange and Christine's storyline. I'm really mm. glad they closed it up. I'm glad they didn't get together. Yeah. I'm glad that he got closure. It closed know? it up for him, not really her. 
because that was an alternate universe of her. Oh, no. I mean, regular universe her got well, married. Yeah. Well, she got over it before him, I guess. Right. But like, <laughs> but like it didn't, it didn't end. Vi- <laughs> it's not just Andrew's about him. Out hope. Sorry, I'm projecting here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right, Andrew, let's start from, let's just let's start. Here's from my here. interesting fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly heartbroken. <laughs> I laugh and cry at the same time. Oh, man. It gets easier with practice. <laughs> oh. uh, you you, you want to borrow my dark hold? <laughs> we can, already have it. We can do some dream walking. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody said moonwalk, you know? That'd be fun. Oh, I they should have used the joke. I'm thinking of America. What is it? Ch- Chavez? Yeah, Chavez. Chavez. America Chavez. Like, she should have said or done something really good, and someone should have said, God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny that um, when Wong and Doctor Strange were talking and referencing America, yeah. there were a few things said. Yeah, like, I couldn't quite get over that. Like, I knew who they were talking about, right. but my mind kept going to the the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is hard to meet someone named America. Yeah. And I think after the last two couple of years we've had, I'm very sheepish on <laughs> saying, you know, calling anyone America. And um, the funny you bring that up, but I wonder how many people watched this and got really upset that America was a Hispanic actress. <laughs> Suck it. Yeah. Um, actually, there are a lot of people that are upset about America Chavez's actress. Were people upset when Mary Jane turned out to be Zendaya, too? Probably. Wait, so why are, are they mad about the reason why I'm thinking they're mad about? Not just that oh. there's there's several reasons actually so i've read a few Please articles educate me. yeah okay, education time on, on the terrible parts of our society y'all yeah. sit down it's time to learn some stuff <laughs> all right uh, all right this podcast just got a lot longer <laughs> let's do this i'll i'll be brief so basically for one thing uh-huh. there are a lot of homophobic comments ro- rolling around the internet that Um, Oh, her parents are lesbians? That her parents are both women. um, And she wears a pin on her jacket that is like full pride flag. It's got all of the colors on it. Oh, I don't know. Did you guys not notice that? Well, definitely not for me, but. It's on her left (laughs) side. So if you're watching her, it's on her right side. Okay. And it's kind of like chest high. Yeah. So if you see it again, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you see it again, watch for it. But she's got a. I'm not sure what that's called. It's it's not a traditional pride flag, but it's the one that's got the um, arrow in it with the other colors. Okay. Anyway, she's wearing a supportive flag. People Likely, don't like that. There are people that don't like that. Oh, um, she is younger and Hispanic, and there are people that don't like that. The and younger and the Hispanic. Both things, yeah. Mike, <laughs> I hate young Hispanic people that like the gays. <laughs> there are people that are making fun of her name. And oh, um, I'm trying to remember exactly how it's pronounced. It's It's got an interesting spelling, but it's a native, it's native to somewhere in Latin America. Oh, Latin America. Latin America or now I can't remember the country. Are you looking it up, Andrew? Yeah. South America? I have no faults of the actress. The only thing I will say that I will make fun of America Chavez mm-hmm. is when she rips a portal and it's the stars and it's the weird like um, material in there. Every time she rips a star and they're transporting or ready to jump through a portal, mm-hmm. all I think of is the teeny bopper jewelry piercing store inside the mall for like young like Claire's Claire's yeah <laughs> it's the weird design it looks like something Claire's would use to advertise to children like get your ears pierced it's very fabulous <laughs> <laughs> it's very fabulous. And not in a, not in a making fun of LGBTQ way. Right. It's, 
It's very, it made me want to go get a potato behind my ear and get an earring <laughs> every time she ripped a portal. I'm just saying. <laughs> so if you, I, I know we're not rating and reviewing Doctor Strange and the Universe of Madness, and I feel like I need to actually sit down and watch it like three more times right. to really absorb. But what would you rate Pizza Papa uh, on a scale from zero to 10? Pizza Papa himself? Yes. Hmm. Yes, Pizza Papa. It was a fantastic little cameo there. Did you see the quality of the little pizza balls? Right. 9.5 out of 10. (laughs) Pizza Papa, 9.5 out of 10. Wow. Only because the pizza balls just, it's off. It's not what I'm used to seeing. Yeah. But everything else was perfect. It's a pizza, but it's pizza balls. It got to me, especially at the end, where he's punching himself. It stops. He looks right at the camera. It's over. (laughs) And then the movie stops. (laughs) That was a very meta. Yeah. That's how I was going to end our season finale. It's just the, looking it, in the microphone, yeah. <laughs> taking a selfie. Right. Now I was gonna play the intro music and then just introduce ourselves and then say, "Well, that's it, folks." And then get sued. <laughs> oh no, Carter is stuck in his conservative Facebook search. <laughs> right. This may take a little too long, and if it does, then we can cut it out. I have something, a few other things to say. I think some of the disturbing things that came up, they were, they were mostly from Wanda, and one, two of them pop out. Yeah. One. When she first got trapped in the mirror dimension, she's going through the puddles and stuff, the reflections. And then when she comes out, she, her like limbs are twisted and then oh, she's, like, yeah. going back oh, into yeah. shape. That was like some body horror shit. Yeah. Mm. And then the other one is where uh, Xavier is in her, well, other multiverse's mind. Oh. Yeah. And trying to help the that multiverse's Wanda yeah, that was, out of the front that rubble. Was but then the red cloud comes up behind. Like it was slow too, it wasn't just quick. Yeah. And you're like, what's going to happen? She comes out, snaps his fucking neck. <laughs> and then it, you see him in real life. He's like, he is gone. Mm-hmm. That, you know what? That's actually one of the reasons. You can't just why- move your legs anymore now. <laughs> good, good luck stretching. <laughs> God. You know, that's what I really admire about this movie. It Game of Thrones people. They were like, hey, there's this character you're thinks really cool. And I'm like, oh, so cool. Mm-hmm. Dead. Dead. The body count was crazy. Absolutely. I mean, Carmitage had a serious <laughs> remodel at the end. And you saw like the burnt to a crisp bodies. I was like, wow, they didn't even do this in Endgame. They just made people evaporate. Yeah. Right. Oof. All right, Carter, why don't you pick something wild from your feed? Because I feel like there's something interesting in there that I'm just going to cackle at. Well, there are Doctor Strange 2 viewers that are debating whether it should have been rated R or not. Nah. Oh, should have been rated R? No. Unless they added more purposely, like actual gore. Like an uncut scene or something. Yeah. Scene. Right. Yeah. Doctor I Sh- feel like it was okay to have been rated PG-13. It's just really, really pushing the boundaries. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's I don't a- think it's pushing it that hard, but it's definitely starting to get there where you could understand how it's getting close. Mm-hmm. I would like to take that movie and just do a director's cut and just make it rated R. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that. That would be super interesting. How how would it be? So just like what a couple f bombs and it would be rated R, right? I, I mean, if you wanted to, yeah, you're be super one, lazy about it. There are rules, right? <laughs> oh, if you if you really want to be lazy and make Doctor Strange a rated R movie, as he's ripping through the um the different universes with America, mm-hmm. the like transport like through the paint world and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. One of them is just a stripper world. <laughs> <laughs> just naked women dancing oh, that's gosh. instant you want to talk lazy that's like gratuitous that failed the carter test no really because then you have to program all that cgi or whatever like make a big set just curse words you got to say a few curse words that's it that's lazy i know late lazy 
<laughs> I know lazy from my hardworking Hispanic American friend. I was born in America, okay? I don't have the same work ethic as my brethren. Oh, now we have to call America Chavez. He has to constantly defend himself from all this righteous attacks. Oh, my gosh. I thought it would be really cool mm-hmm. is that, you know, in the what if episodes, how they made the zombie thing, like the <sighs> Dr. Pym went into the quantum realm yeah. and he brought back the virus. Yeah. What if Dr. Strange bringing that body back to life, like with magic infused and stuff, what if that caused a zombie virus outbreak? Because that's in their universe, uh, Earth 616, right? Right. What if just for some reason, like it made a virus or like transferred <gasps> to someone? Dr. Strange, like you said, wakes up the alternate doctor strange from the rubble Mm -hmm. of our earth and then creates a respiratory disease that spreads all around the world that sounds familiar (laughs) and shuts down earth 616 for two straight years and then a political divide happens what if huh i'm a pretty good idea (laughs) i just see carter glaring at me just cringing over here. It's like, I just want this to be over with. Quit bringing I it up. I just want to talk about movies. Um, there is a theory, and this ties in with Doctor Strange, that, so obviously the Marvel universe that we know, the movies that we've seen are set on Universe 616. Yeah. Earth 616, whatever. Our, ours is 616. No, no, no. That's not us. Oh! We are a different universe. So we're seeing the stories that are happening in that universe. Okay. We are a specific universe where everyone potentially exists, but superpowers do not exist. Everybody is normal. There are no superhuman abilities. There's no superheroes. There's no, you know, superhuman powers, aliens, and stuff like that. None of that. But because Wanda a.k.a. Scarlet Witch, can see all of the various universes. Yeah. That's why she broke the fourth wall when she possessed the 828 version of herself and looked at the camera at us. (laughs) I didn't catch that. Oh, I didn't either. There's a theory going around saying that she knows that we're out there, but she can't do anything to us because if she were to cross over into our universe, she would lose her powers. That's pretty cool. We got to go watch the movie again tomorrow, guys. All right. Chilling. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna take post uh figured out she's terrible Wanda over pre. <laughs> that is a Wanda. Oh my gosh, the orchard scene that mm-hmm. was in the trailers. I love being subverted like that. Uh, that trailer right. scene where she's like, oh, because even Doctor Strange is like, wow, it tastes real. And she's like, because it is real. <laughs> and then she's like, nope, just kidding. I'm <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> oh, you didn't tell me her name, did you? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, lying's a hard part. That is, mm-hmm. that is one power she did not have. Nope. So anyway, after all of my searching, I basically, and I'm not saying this to claim ignorance or anything, I I just can't find the article that I was trying to find. There are several reasons why there are phobic people out there upset at her for whatever reason, but there's a lot of homophobia, xenophobia happening over her nationality, her (laughs) potential, what do you you call it? Um, Preferences, I guess. Oh, Uh, sexual orientation. But she doesn't even mention anything about herself. No, The only thing we see is that she has two moms. Yeah. Yeah. And for all we know, that pin she was wearing could be just supporting her moms. How dare she have loving parents? Right. You know what really gets me is... Um, what really grinds your gears? You know what really grinds my gears about... <laughs> I, and, 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 and I say this, 
I'm for people having even those opinions that I definitely personally do not agree with or would support. If you want to have them privately in your own home, that's I'm just I'm not going to police you. That's not my that's not my job. Right. But it is so short sighted that you didn't see that baller ass transition of like demon wings, like <laughs> flying on a zombie fight. You saw that <laughs> and you were worried about the lesbian moms. Right. There was so much cool shit going on. Did you not see Peggy Carter mm-hmm. as Captain Carter, John Krasinski as fan ta- Mr. Fantastic, and he turns into a bag of Twizzlers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there was some wild shit. Homophobia, don't agree with it. But if you want to be homophobic, why did you miss all the other cool shit that was going down? Why would you let your hatred of something ruin everything else? And yeah. the xenophobia too. Like somebody was making fun of her name. There was a Twitter post saying, "Wow, did." Elon Musk give her her first name because oh, it's because it's got a strange spelling and like I mentioned it's a nationality thing it's it's her heritage yeah and I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce it I remember seeing a little phonetic thing on how to pronounce it but oh I'm but not, it's not obviously gonna, not America right okay well no no her real name not her character oh her, her the actress's name yes oh my apologies mm-hmm. I was like they're mad that they called the character America. No, I was no, like no. of the country of French fries. <laughs> we should be. You guys did that crowd be more excited than anything, right? No, it's it's spelled X I O C H T I L, something like that. You're up, and, Andrew. And You're people up. People are like, "Wow, did Elon Musk give her her first name?" Zochitel, maybe. That's my guess. It's something along those lines, yeah. But because she is Hispanic oh. and her last name is Go- Gomez, her first name is a, a much traditional okay. name yeah, yeah. from where she's from, oh. and people are making fun of it. That's oh. so chill, Gomez. So the T is silent. Yeah. So anyway, it's just really disappointing seeing that are so many people that are on that oh, I see. bandwagon. She looks like she's like. 12 or 14. She's not one of these like older actresses that can play a really young person, right? Mm. She's like, she is a kid. Well, she was. She's 16 years old. Okay. Yeah. She looks like she's 13 or something like Mm -hmm. that. I can't tell with actors anymore. Like it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It it is really hard. Like, um, in the Witcher Siri, she looks younger, but isn't she like in her (laughs) 20s? Yeah. She's like a 30 year old girl. (laughs) (laughs) What woman playing a, a, teenager 14 15 year old girl mm-hmm. oh i don't know well anyways do, do you got anything else you um i think that about does it for dr strange oh the other thing that i did really appreciate about this movie i know probably many people didn't but i really liked is the fight between sinister strange and dr strange like the musical notes yeah that was oh, cool good point that mm-hmm. was so cool it was very cool did i strike a note with you there yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I thought about Carter actually because he's very into uh, the sounds mm-hmm. and the composers. And as when I saw that fight unfold on the screen, and I was like, "There's no way fucking Carter can talk shit about this." Oh, that was very. He's cool. got to give it a fifty out of ten. <laughs> it's like I was watching Tom and Jerry. You know, mm-hmm. that was yeah. That was just never seen a fight like that in Marvel. And that had a brutal ending to it too. <sighs> yeah, bling, bling, Sinister bling. Strange getting skewered. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, see, brutal. Everything brutal. Mm-hmm. That's how it should end. In my notes, I said the fight between the two strangers with the musical notes and score was well done. Mm-hmm. The harp is OP. <laughs> because he just did one little ding. Yep. And that, that's what ended the fight. Cold cut combo to ass. <laughs> Cold cut combo. Cold cut combo. Oh. I wanted it. Okay. Um. No, that's fair. No, Andrew. That's what the button's for. 
You're just here to pronounce uh, <laughs> Mexican American names. Barely. Know your place. <laughs> That's going to be another button. Okay. Well, that was the bonus for. Um, the season finale. Yeah. So uh, by the time you hear this, if you can still check out Doc Stranger, I think it'll probably still be in theaters. It'll be there for a little bit. Yeah. So uh, please do. And the season's over. There won't be new episodes coming out until we get fired back up. I'll let everyone know the dates when we get the new recordings dialed in. TBD. TBD. It's just like a Netflix series. You don't get to know when it comes back out, mm-hmm. but it will. Reach out to our Instagram, Stranded and Streaming, and email us directly, strandedandstreaming at gmail.com. Give us ideas, opinions, things you want changed. Send us messages on Instagram. Yeah. Build a request. Like We're going to start noting down requests and do uh, season two. We're just going to try to change the show a little bit in a positive way every single season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We like constructive criticism. Carter likes constructive criticism. <laughs> I will Dylan not complains it. about it. I just, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's useful. You're the only one that responds to the comments, Carter, because Dylan can't. Yeah. I'm like, what? You think the show's good? It's the greatest show in the world. Of course it's good. <laughs> just wait until I Mad Max the shit out of this town. You are so screwed. <laughs> You're first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Doing the purge. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know about the purge. Oh, know. that's where you draw the line. I draw the line. <laughs> the purge is too much. I'm sorry. What? I'm not some kind of monster. <laughs> I go around killing people randomly. No, it's gonna be like calculated and <laughs> doled out based on my discretion. Okay, uh, that's better. I know best, Andrew. Don't you worry. <laughs> when have I led you astray? <laughs> it's gonna happen. Okay, so uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, stick around for season two. Yeah, um, I had a great time with season one. I had a blast. I hope you did too. I think Doctor Strange sums up how our season one went. Yeah, very Re- good. <laughs> really, really wild. <laughs> <laughs> and brutal in very weird places. Mm-hmm. Catch you on the flippity flip. You want to say goodbye, Andrew? Um, thanks for listening. We really appreciate Dylan and Carter here. If you like them, follow them on their Instagram. Like Andrew does. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. And listen to all their podcasts at least once so you can tell andrew what they're like (laughs) please okay well my closing statement pizza papa always gets paid (laughs) all right toodles scoring i make fun of dylan he can't do the soundboard ignore that (laughs) bye If you made it this far and you like the show, please hit subscribe on whatever podcast listening platform you use. We're available on all major platforms such as Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and more. To stay up to date and keep in touch, check out our Instagram, at Stranded and Streaming. We'll post regular updates there for our followers. Feel free to send us a DM if you have any comments, questions, or requests for future reviews. But most importantly, thanks thanks for for listening. listening.